I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ash Shivani podcast. I am so excited to have a lovely human who I had an opportunity to meet at an EO Ignite conference earlier this year, and his name is Matt Botel. Let me tell you a little bit about him, and obviously we'll get him to tell us a lot more about some of his background and his journey and why and where, uh, what is uh, he up to at the moment. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of Free 3D Hands, uh, which is an Australian charity who designs 3D print hands and its um, assistive devices. The hands are provided for free. This is the part about Matt's story that really touched me when I met him um, because there's lots of organisations that are doing things, but they're actually provided to each of the recipients for free to children and to adults all around the world and they even pay for their pastage. Now, Matt freely shares his designs under an open source licence so that others can make and repair their own devices and to encourage further innovation. Matt's goal is to significantly bring down the cost of assistive technology to help those currently that cannot afford it. Matt, it is so nice to, to meet you again, um, this time on a podcast and welcome. Thank you very much. It's, it's a real honour to be a part of this. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now, Matt, there's been so many ups and downs. I know I got to hear parts of your story. Tell us a little bit about some of your, I guess, your journey when it comes to personal as well as business and the major turns. You know, sometimes they're really positive and sometimes they're horrible things that happen, but then there's still those transformative moments. So tell us a bit about that. So I suppose this whole, whole journey for me started back in 2014. And at the time, I was working at Toyota as a senior engineer. And I really, really, I, I loved the job. Um, I had so many opportunities. And, and it was something that I, I probably saw myself doing for you know, the rest of my career. Uh, but as you all know, sometimes we get spanners thrown in the mix. And, um, and as it turns out, the automotive uh, industry um, came to a close in 2017. And we were we were all called into a room and, and told that we'd have three years um, to go, and but the, the, the company would support us over those three years to to uh, to be able to transition out of the automotive industry and to do something else. So, what might have sounded as all doom and gloom uh, was really an opportunity for me to be able to reassess uh, who I am as a person and really what I was born to do. So those, those three years for me were a real reflection period. And it was almost like I was able to connect all of the dots um, from throughout my life of things that I really, really enjoyed and I, I felt passionate about. And, and it even took me back to the, the whole going back to actually understanding what what passion is you know people say i'll oh, just follow your passion and it'll be right but it really was a journey and um and it was a, it was a difficult phase really i suppose an uncomfortable phase going through that whole decision process um and i think the most uncomfortable thing is when you always have that fear of money 
and uh, um, you know, and 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 you know, how how are you going to put food on the table and those sorts of things, which can sometimes stop you from having that clarity of thought of of what it is that you truly were born to do. And um, but I just decided to take one step uh, in, in towards um, helping people um, who who are in need of assistive technology and using utilizing my engineering skills and and the the experience that I had during my university days of of testing and trialing a $1 million bionic arm over in Japan and, and just trying to find a way to get the cost of that down to the point that they could be provided for free. And, uh, and I remember the first hand that I made for a young boy up in, in uh, Newcastle. Um, I, I 3D printed uh, an open source design that I just downloaded from the internet. Um, of it. it was a, um, a hand that we themed it, an Iron Man hand, and, um, and, and young Eli was able to, you know, being born without fingers, was able to then pick up his toys and things. But I suppose as a challenge um, was that time that I walked out the gate and started making more and more of these hands and thinking, how on earth do I continue doing this? It was something that I really, really wanted to do, but it's probably the worst business model on the planet, um, giving your product away for free. Um, but yeah, there, were, there was that, just that desire to do so and I've managed to find a way to do it. That's incredible, Matt. You know, um, I can so get that journey up to there, but then there's that piece that says we don't charge even for postage. Like we sent everything in there. And I know that when you're doing that and you're continuing to do that and the more people that find out about you, it's difficult to keep up with it all, right? The demand, the volume and the staff and the, um, I guess, the back, the back scenes and the back offers to be able to drive that. So when challenges come your way, and I know you're a good engineer and, um, you know, engineers are good at, prob- you know, problem solving. And so do you, have, do you have like a process when stuff comes your way? Do you have a methodology? Do you have a belief system? So, you know, even in your business now, there'd be a whole heap of challenges every day. I mean, we were just speaking about staff coming down with COVID just before we hopped on this call. And um, so how do, how do you go about it? Is it a mindset? Is it a process? What do you do to overcome small or large challenges in your life? That's a, that's a really great question. Um, you know, I think it all comes down to just that core belief that drives everything we do. I think everything needs to start with why. And, um, and a lot of your listeners probably know of Simon Sinek and his five whys and, and, um, and always starting with why. And, and for me, it really is that, you know, the World Health Organization estimate that in the world there are over a billion people in need of some form of assistive technology with 90% of those people not able to access or afford them. So it's a really, really massive problem and it's predominantly due to the high cost of technology that makes it uh, unaccessible to all of these people. And, you know, real, as every day I walk in uh, to our new design centre that we've, um, we've just opened at the start of this year, you know, we've got faces of, of people from all around the world, just lots and lots of smiles. Um, uh, you know, wearing the devices that we've made and designed. And, you know, that really drives everything that we do. So it, it sort of makes those little problems uh, less significant. And we just learn to, to deal with them with that big picture always in focus about how do we, how do we help these people in, in the masses? And, and that's why we share all of our designs open source. Um, 
to almost try and take ourselves out of the picture, you know, rather than thinking from a traditional uh, perspective, I suppose, of how do we capitalise the market? How do we ensure that others don't um, uh, embellish on our success? It's, it's about sharing that success and, and almost making ourselves redundant again. That's, I suppose, the ultimate goal is that once I'm long gone, um, after my years, that people will continue to be able to access assistive technology. So, you know, COVID comes and goes. And, you know, during COVID, we, um, you know, we, we had to diversify. You know, we, we, we um, all of a sudden, the, the events that we'd be attending and, and sharing our journey all stopped. And which was a lot, a large part of our, our charity revenue um, comes from uh, public speaking at events, which uh, the speaking fee goes to the charity to pay for all of the wages but, um, of all of our staff. But, you know, all of that came to a, a grinding halt. So we just thought, what, well, what else can we do? How can we still achieve that same why and, um, and, and get ourselves through the pandemic? And we started making PPE. We, we made face shields and supplied um, our local um, health system, um, the entire Bass Coast region with face shields and sent them free of charge to anyone around Australia um, who needed them because a lot of the PPE was going to public hospitals, um, but, you know, private nursing homes and, and pizza shops and beauticians and, uh, were, you know, those, those people weren't um, having access to, to the face shields at the start of the pandemic. But it really followed that same um, principle that um, we just wanted to make uh, assistive technology, something that's going to help people, um, freely available uh, to those who, who truly needed it. Yeah, that's amazing, Matt. I love the way you said that, you know, it's almost the, the, the wall of faces keeps you going and that links into your bigger why. So that just helps you find the solutions. Like whatever challenges come your way, that's that why that says, hey, we've got to find a solution because this is who we do it for. That's that's. Beautiful. And so when you look at this journey that you're in now from 2014, we're now in 2022, when you look, you know, the next sort of um, eight years out, seven years out, five years out, whatever time frame in the future, what are some of your future aspirations? And I'd love to hear, obviously, about uh, free 3D hands, but also your personal aspirations. So tell us a little bit about what your aspirations are, you know, looking forward over the next few years. Well, first and foremost, um, I want to be a good dad <laughs> for my, my children. I've got a daughter. She's going to be born next month. Um, and I've got two other kids as well. But I suppose to be a good role model uh, to my own children is my number one aspiration. But in terms of the charity, um, I, I'd really like to become a global innovation hub of open source devices, you know, to attract people that are super creative, um, that people that are also um, like-minded that can, can really just, you know, effortlessly, um, you know, just come and join our team and, and help us to design and create and innovate and empower others around the world. We've, we've started to really connect with, um, with groups around the world that are now making our devices. So, one of our hand designs, and I actually have one here, it's um, called our kinetic hand. And this, this hand can be made for about $8 in material. And it's, it's wow. designed for people born without fingers. And um, it, it allows them to pick up 
you know, small objects and, and to be able to hold a handlebars on a, a bicycle, for example. But um, we released this design in 2020 and we, we, we released it along with a 100 page manual, an assembly manual to uh, enable other people to be able to manufacture them as well, to, to replicate what we do. So um, it, a large part of what we do is, is to try and uh, enable other people uh, to be able to, to manufacture our devices, you know, inform them, you know, what all of the print settings are on the 3D printers, uh, you know, where they can get the materials, you know, how, how to scale the device to the correct size and really to, to share that um, with others. And that's something that I really want to accelerate over the coming years um, is more and more of this very detailed um, sharing of knowledge, I suppose, you could call it, um, you know, to really um, yeah, help those, help the people that are in need. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And congratulations, you've got a new baby coming. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, and Matt, you've had some success with um, people that have taken that design that you've open sourced and, you know, shared with people. Tell us a little bit about those successes as well. There's one story um, that I have, and I'll never forget the date. It was on the 23rd of December, 2020. We received an email. It was our last day before Christmas break. And we got sent an email and some photos from a hospital in Thailand that had downloaded our design and were making our hands for a leprosy colony. And they sent us all of these photos um, of, of people that had gone one man in particular had been without a hand, well, both of his hands. He'd lost his fingers uh, 50 years ago. And, you know, he, he sent us these photos with these, these hands that we had designed and that were now being manufactured in Thailand um, and, and picking something up for the first time in 50 years. And he sent us a, a translated uh, message saying that he was going to the shrine to show his Lord Buddha both of his hands. And for us, that, that brought all, our whole team to tears of joy um, that, you know, we had changed this man's life in, in such a big way. Um, and it was something that it was purely from just sharing that design um, that allowed that to happen. You know, we, we never would have had the opportunity to actually meet this person. Um, but it's those sorts of stories. We've, we've got um, people all around the world, our, our, Devices have been downloaded about 5,000 times by other people who have the same intention as us now. And, and so it's really, really great to, to have, I suppose the, um, we have the, so much opportunity in Australia, you know, even just to have an education, um, to have access to, to the ability to, to, um, to learn how to design, go to university if we, if we choose. Um, and, you know, to have that, that privilege that, that privilege that we have in Australia and be able to share that with those that don't, you know, um, it's, it's, a really, it's a really lovely thing to be able to do, I think. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I'm in tears listening to your story, not just your team that helped design it. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. And, and Matt, you know, people have different philosophies. You know, some people love quotes, some people love, I know we just spoke about Simon Sinek, um, and it doesn't need to be leadership philosophies. It might be general philosophies. And I think you just shared one around how lucky we are and, 
you know, that, that's a beautiful philosophy to say, well, how lucky we are that we can get that education that most of the world doesn't have access to, particularly in third world countries. So are there leadership philosophies you live by? Are there other philosophies that you live by that really form, you know, who you are and, and it obviously links into why you do what you do? I think, you know, there are a lot of, lot of quotes and, and things and that, are, that are nice. Um, but I think at the end of the day is really just to live authentically to your purpose, um, to be your true self and share, share your vision with others. And, and for me, as, as I suppose, if you could call me a, a leader, um, you know, just by sharing that, that vision with others, people have come along on the journey and joined me in that. So I really don't have a very difficult job at all. I've been able to sort of uh, surround myself with people who are very like-minded and, and also have that belief um, that every single person um, is created equal and should have the opportunities. You know, assistive technology should not be a privilege. It should be a right. And um, so for me, it's, it's really quite um, an easy job um, in, in doing what I'm doing because we're, our, our why is so clear and, and we, we find that people just um, have, we've been lucky that people have um, been, able, been able to support us and, and to allow us to do what we do. Yeah, that's beautiful, Matt. And um, um, what about you? Like you give so much of yourself. Obviously, you have family and you've got a new baby coming. Your team needs you. Then you obviously get these beautiful stories from people that are asking for uh, free 3D hands. What about for you? Like, what do you do for your wellness or your well-being? Or do you have rituals in place? Do you do it once a year? Do you do it daily? Tell us a bit about what you do for your own, um, you know, well-being, whether it's mental, emotional, physical or spiritual, whatever area that you want to look at. It's really interesting um, because I really don't have many rituals per se. Um, in the past, in previous roles uh, in an earlier life, I always felt like I wanted to be doing something else and I always need to be escaping. On a weekend, I'd go down to the beach and I would fly my model airplanes, my gliders, just to be connected with nature. But it's really interesting, um, you know, since I've embarked on this journey, I really haven't needed to do that at all. I haven't felt like that I need to escape at all. And even, even personal things I've, I've not wanted anything for my birthday for the last four years or for Christmas and if I did want something it was always poor work you know to help me to design and create so for me coming to work is almost like that escape um, it's quite quite surreal to think that work can be your your escape but for me um, when I'm in the lab designing that's when I'm free and I just I just I really love that and but at the same time uh, when I get stuck on a problem, um, I, I also, I'll sometimes like to have a, a shift of mindset if I'm stuck. Um, I actually have a piano next to my desk and I'll sit and play a little bit of classical Chopin for, for 10 minutes and um, sometimes that's just enough to be able to, um, to get that clarity of thought and, and help with the designing. So I like to sit at the piano and play. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's that as you said, that distraction. And I think it's interesting that most people are like, you know, you need to do things for your wellness. But, you know, and I'm, I'm currently going back and I'm rereading a book called Flow and I can never know how to pronounce the Mahaley's last name. 
Uh, it's this very long uh, name and um, I'm about a third of the way through the book and it's like I've never read the book. I read it a few years ago and um, he talks about that. He says that when you are in flow, time just seems to evaporate. When you are in flow, you know, rituals or processes or eating seems to evaporate because you're just so in alignment in, in terms of what you're doing. So to use his words, it almost sounds like when you were speaking there and rereading this book at the moment, it sounds like you are in this beautiful flow that when you're doing that and when you get stuck, you take time out, uh, which is also, I think, great lesson for, for people listening, that rather than just stay at the problem, just take some time out and then go back to it is really great too. I think, you know, when you're it's in, in your mind, if you always, if you desire something, I'm not religious at all, um, but I do believe that there's a very powerful universe that um, listens and responds. Um, if you respond in a, a negative way, negativity comes back towards you. And if you respond in a positive way, it reverberates positivity back. And I think I've always just been very clear and open in my um, my vision and where I, where I'd, how I would like the world to be. And it's been quite remarkable to, to see just the, the, the love and, and beauty uh, that's, that's coming back towards us uh, to help us on this journey. And I think it's just that mindset um, that's allowed me to remain well. I think uh, mental health is a, is a big issue um, at the moment. I've had times in my life where I haven't been flowing, as you say, um, but at the moment it just really feels like, you know, when I've found my true purpose um, that I've really been able to, to do that. That's gorgeous. Um, Matt, how do people follow you, find you, look at your work? What's the best places to find you? So on social media, uh, we're on Facebook, Free 3D Hands, and we, we put um, posts up from time to time. We are a small team, so we don't do the social media very well. Um, and on Instagram as well. Um, and we have a website at free3dhands.org and where people can go and apply for a device. We have an application form on there. So if any of the listeners know somebody who, who might like an assistive device, so it's all upper body. So, um, and it's not just hands. We, we make all kinds of things. We've had requests for, for attachments to help to hold a skipping rope. There was one girl that all she wanted to do was skip with her friends at school. Um, so we, we made her that. And then because we shared that experience, we had then hundreds of people uh, wanting skipping rope attachments around around the world but you know to play a violin to to serve a tennis ball um, being a, a pianist myself um, we've even developed a, a device that you can use your left hand to um, to play the piano even if you're born without a hand it plays an arpeggio in the, in the left hand in the the main or the major or the minor keys um, so anything really that people um, would like to experience you know for us it's about giving people experiences in life and putting smiles on their faces. And even if it's a one-off, we will spend the time to design and develop that because at the end of the day, other people are likely to benefit from that as well. So if you'd like to find out more about us, um, head to our website, which we're currently re revamping at the moment. It's not very, not very good, um, but, and, and on social media as well. That's beautiful, Matt. You are an inspiration. And I just want to say, Thank you, uh, certainly for inspiring me and a bunch of other people I know that are 
starting to look at your work and listen to what you uh, have there. And look, Matt hasn't asked me to do that and very rarely do I do it on a podcast, but absolutely take a couple of minutes and check out his work um, and seeing that they fund this across the world free of charge. If there's places that you can utilise, Matt, um, and have him perhaps speak to your team or speak at a conference, check that out as well. I heard him initially speak at a conference and he absolutely moved a lot of us in the room to, you know, really look at our own lives and what we did. So thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you being on here today. Thank you very much for your time. I'm Shivani Gupta, and you've been listening to the Ask Shivani podcast, where I got to ask some questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow Ask Shivani on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you.